0: seems very active sold his company really in bitcoin Used that investment to then launch jacks he's also behind the ethereum project again give us a great education on kind of how this whole ecosystem is working really a new interesting no middleman way to exchange value very very interesting This is episode 758. Coming up tomorrow morning, you learn from Eric Tang. He shares how he built his company on top of cryptocurrency Ethereum using Ether tokens and why he did it. Hello everybody, my guest today is Anthony DiOrio. He's a serial entrepreneur, venture capitalist, community organizer and thought leader in the field of digital currencies, blockchain and decentralized technologies. He's the founder and CEO of Decentral and Jax and co-founder of the Ethereum project. He previously served as a chief digital officer at the Toronto Stock Exchange. Anthony, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: I'm ready. Thanks for having me on.
0: Crypto's hot. Everyone has a friend who goes, You got into crypto. I've gotten so, I've made so much money over the past two months, and you're going, Is the friend crazy or is this real? I thought my friend was smart, but I want to make sure this is real before I do it. What's the scoop? What's happening in crypto?
1: Oh, things are going just nuts right now. I've been in since 2012. I recognized way back when that this is going to be more important than the internet. And that was something that just, it, it hit me with, okay, wait, you can now move value instantly, globally for pretty much free, just like you'd move an email. Wow, that's, that's a game changer. So we've seen disruption with information via the internet. We saw the browser come about that people can, the masses can actually go through information very rapidly, send emails very quickly. Now we have the opportunity to send value without third parties. That's a very powerful thing. So the disruption that we've seen in information services through media companies with the internet, through postal service, anything to do with communication, was disrupted via the age of information now we're moving to the age of value movement Mm -hmm. and that's why i think it'll be more important because the disruption you're going to see is with all the third-party services these intermediaries that are usually standing between me and you interacting of interacting name specific
0: name a few of these
1: sure so banks uh credit card companies if you can remove and automate their services that they're used to to doing these, these these rent seeking models which is way our whole society works as a rent-seeking model. I mean, Uber is a rent-seeking model, Airbnb rent-seeking model. If you can automate and bring the infrastructure in in an automated way that removes those third parties from the value chain, you're now connecting individuals, you have lower costs, and that's what this technology is bringing forth. It's bringing value movement without paying the costly third-party intermediaries and not just the one payments in banking. Now with smart contracts, which we can talk about in a bit, you're actually taking that to legal firms. You're taking it to insurance companies. Every other sector that's used to having these third-party intermediaries can now be automated on blockchains, and you're going to see a massive reduction in costs. And you're going to see us trying to figure out how do we make money when the ways of making money are going to be disappearing.
0: How for people that are very unfamiliar with the space in terms of the terms, define like the key terms, like a blockchain, a token, a packet, a miner, and and kind of how and try and use an analogy that everyone will understand.
1: Certainly. So a blockchain is nothing more than a ledger system. It's basically an accounting system that tracks entries on uh, and that that, that track entries pretty much. And using cryptography, it enables people to own a part of a ledger, own a digital asset, to have the keys to a digital asset on the particular part of the entry on, on the ledger and to be able to move that digital asset to someone else in a way that that asset can't be duplicated. So the biggest breakthrough in this space that happened is when bitcoin emerged and it finally made it possible to have a digital asset that couldn't be duplicated that's the major major breakthrough in our space if you think about that for a second before bitcoin came about digital currencies never worked online because if you can create something or duplicate something it doesn't give it have any value of what you have so if you had a digital currency before the technology breakthrough happened Someone could have a digital currency, but you could double spend it. You could create more of it. And that's why it's less valuable.
0: Yeah. That's like inflation, right?
1: Exactly. I mean, that's what we have right now. We have governments printing more and more money, devaluing what we have and we take it as normal that there's inflation every year. So we're using the, losing the purchasing power of what we have. Instead with this, now that you cannot duplicate something digital, I can prove ownership of it. There's one of it. I can send it to you. You have it now. You can distribute it globally, instantly, pretty much for free. Mm -hmm. And then if you can start paying for things with that, and it becomes a way to quickly send value globally, if it becomes a way for the billions of people globally that don't have access to bank accounts to now enter the global economy, because all they need now is a phone and an internet connection to send value they're gonna bypass all of these infrastructures, just like they bypass mobile uh, landlines in many
0: countries. So Anthony, blockchain, I'm gonna repeat it back to you. You describe it as a ledger that basically allows you to track entries. And then you have a key that allows you to access one of those ledger entries to prove like you own that piece of the ledger. Is that accurate? That's it. So okay. these
1: ledgers are basically decentralized ledgers that anybody can have on their computer that shows and tracks. For example: what? Bitcoin has a blockchain ledger behind it, okay. and it's tracking what people are sending and receiving through a decentralized network of computers all around the world that facilitate transactions that distribute new, 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 uh, new uh, instant. Sorry, that distribute new Bitcoin into the system. And it's these decentralized networks that are replacing the centralized services that are prone to failure.
0: Anthony, let me just get uh, some of these terms straight though, real quick. So, so uh, blockchain is a part of Bitcoin. Like what is the parent and child relationship? Bitcoin is a part of blockchain or blockchain is a part of Bitcoin.
1: Blockchain is the technology. Bitcoin is the first example of that technology. Name one or two others. So like all of these, all cryptocurrencies have a blockchain below them, a a blockchain protocol that, that runs, that runs a system. So, Bitcoin was the first to come up with it. It has its first Bitcoin blockchain. Ethereum has a blockchain behind it. These Which you ledger don't systems, found, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. These, these ledger systems are really the key element that makes it makes every transaction visible, transparent. It's provable that me and you, that I sent you something. Everybody can look up on the blockchain and say, "Hey, this transaction actually happened." So it, it provides trust between entities that don't have trust between them. That's one of the major the major feature. There's tra- in other words there's trust it.
0: between just to be specific there's trust between Bitcoin and Ethereum because they both run on the on on blockchain.
1: There's trust between me sending you a payment without having to trust you because it can be proven that I actually sent you the payment because anybody can see this open ledger tr- this ledger system. That is it's completely visible. There's copies of it all around the world. It can't be duplicated. Uh, once a transaction is in it, it's set in stone. It can never be changed. So you can't have like uh, credit card clawbacks. You can't have thing. Once it's done, it's finalized. It's immutable. Yep. It gets set in stone.
0: How do tokens fit into this equation?
1: So tokens are very similar to to coins. I always consider coins to be, you have a a blockchain like Bitcoin, it has a coin called Bitcoin, okay? Litecoin has its own blockchain, it has Litecoin as a coin. Tokens are really, um, they're coins, but on other platforms. So for example, Ethereum is a platform itself made for other platforms to build on top of it. So Ethereum provides all the infrastructure layer, and people can very simply now create a token using the infrastructure of Ethereum without having to create the usual backend infrastructure that a Bitcoin needs or a Litecoin needs. So we're seeing a lot of projects emerging that are building coins, very rapidly and fast on the ethereum platform and using the infrastructure the strength the security the miners of ethereum to back it and give it its strength so that coders can code up contracts push it on the platform no need to worry about the aws servers no need to worry about all that infrastructure that you're used to having to put together when you're building
0: out a project
1: so co- token are. Uh,
0: are they is that the same as coin or no I
1: consider tokens to be a token built on another platform. So if you're building a project, you're building it on top of the Ethereum platform and using it as support. Bitcoin has its own. You can't build on top of Bitcoin. Yep. Okay. So Bitcoin has its own inherent coin, whereas Ethereum, even though it has Ether, which is the fuel that runs the Ethereum platform. That's your coin. That it's not necessarily a coin. Think of it as gas for the internet. Think of what it is as a fuel that pays people for contributing resources into the platform. Don't think of it as a coin. It was never meant as a as a coin or as a currency. It was meant as a fuel or a product to incentivize people to contribute resources into the network, okay? So, but tokens are now being built. So someone comes up with an identity token idea. They can launch it on the Ethereum platform very fast and simple without creating all the backend infrastructures that you would have to normally do. Uh, and that's why Ethereum is really taking off. It's why it's being used the most now, it's why uh, a lot of the tokens being built on Ethereum are becoming some of the top projects in space. Can
0: you almost like think of like the Ethereum blockchain or the Bitcoin uh, blockchain? It sounds like Ethereum is maybe more powerful, but it's almost like an SDK.
1: Yes, it, it's it's very similar to that. You've got you've got in the future, everything's coming down to developers. Yeah. Developers are the key to everything. Developers can now create contracts like lawyers do. Push it onto an Ethereum platform. The Ethereum platform then sits and waits for data to come into it to ex- to execute that contract. Okay, so it could be weather data. Let's say I have a contract for an insurance company that a developer codes up, pushes it live, and it pays out depending on the weather forecast or depending on the amount of rainfall that happens. It sits there waiting for what's called oracles to provide data into the contract. As soon as it gets that data, it executes the code of whatever's been encoded by the the developer, thus bypassing a lot of the non-value added middlemen humans that would used to be carrying out the payment of, let's say, an insurance claim. You can bypass a lot of the time, a lot of the resource it takes to make that payment. And instead, it can automatic ex- automatically execute and distribute digital assets to whoever the contract says it should be, it should I, be distributed. Uh,
0: this is top of my mind because I just interviewed the world's largest VC in the cannabis space. And they're and I said, yeah. if you could solve one problem about this industry, what would it be? And they said the California banking system. I, it would sounds say the like, same, I was gonna same say It thing. sounds like these are two children where if they got together, this would be an explosion. If you combined Ethereum and the Ethereum blockchain with ca- the cannabis industry this is very interesting
1: oh you're so right i've, I've had conversation the last few weeks with just about that I've, i'm creating creating a new coin card system that's going to enable to enable you to buy any currency any coin in convenience stores and i'm figuring out a way that this can be used in the cannabis space as well in the same way because we have problems dealing with cash you have banks that don't want to set up bank accounts for bitcoin companies because they're scared yep. or they're, they're scared because of the thing. and we're saying well You're hiring us banks to consult with you about the technology. Uh, You're funding companies in the space, but when we have to cash your check for the funding you're giving us, you won't give us a bank account in order to set up. There's something wrong here. We're disruptors, we're changing the world, but I can't get a basic bank account. And how am I supposed to survive if I can't get a basic bank account? It's the same thing happened in the cannabis industry. So very similar characteristics, and we are in talks, and I've been in talks with many to try to see how things we've learned can work with the things that they've learned in order for us to break through these barriers that are
0: really really hurting innovation. So how do you—so now I understand kind of how the, how the pipes work, right? Uh, and I'm going to be very capitalist for a second. How do we get filthy freaking rich— doing i mean for someone listening right now with a hundred thousand dollars or ten grand to throw at this space literally walk us through the steps how do they get exposure to this
1: so i'm not a person to give advice on what people should be doing i think education is the most important thing in learning the space and expediting your knowledge in the space building up your networks your communities which is what i did starting in 2012 i realized that this is going to be more important than the internet you could now move value instantly really fast pretty much for free So I started building a network, setting up meetup groups, becoming really the point of gravity in Canada. And this is where Ethereum emerged from. It emerged out of of Decentral, the hub that I set up in 2014. That's where I got connected with with Vitalik Buterin through my meetups. He was the initial creator of the idea. That's where we launched it from. So you really have to take the time to invest in, in, in learning about the space and the technology. The problem we see is a lot of people jumping into te- into uh, scams in our space, and there's plenty of them that are taking advantage of people. Name one big one. Uh, I'd rather not. I don't like to get involved in those things. Well, I, no, but like, I, well,
0: I mean, I, this is a big thing. It'd be very easy for someone like me to even fall to that. I'm a pretty sharp guy. It is, but you have
1: to realize that you get targeted with certain things when you're exposing things, and that's really the issue. So what you have to do is is look online and foresee. if you're investigating a project, go online, look at it your searches. what are people saying about it okay speak to someone you know in the space get advice from people that have been around for a long time okay one of the things we're challenging ourselves to do is get the metrics down pat to be able to analyze projects and be able to give that guidance to people of what we think about projects
0: what's a question what's a since you don't want to say specifically because you don't want that target on your back what's a question that my audience should ask when they're entering any specific thing that will quickly tell them if it's real or not
1: Anything like any other system was providing you with with fixed returns or saying you're gonna get X return in anything. Okay. You need to look at the technology behind what people are saying. You need to talk to people in the space, see what their thoughts are. You really, if you're new to it, you can't have the knowledge to make a sound investment. Make sure you are doing your due diligence, speaking to people that do know and getting that advice before jumping in because it's extremely hot. But people are going to lose a lot of money and when it comes back to it they're going to get pissed off with the technology but really it's because they didn't make a sound investment so really learn dig in get out to meetup groups get out to conferences and really take the effort to get into this this technology that's just just going nuts right now in terms of explosion in terms of growth
0: how does so so i want to understand actually how you're creating like real dollar worth for yourself through all of this so jacks.io it looks like is one of i mean that's your business right
1: that's our brand. Uh, that That's our product. Uh, Decentral is my brand. Jax is our flagship product. Correct.
0: Okay. And and, and I mean, again, just help me understand this because it's like a whole different world. I mean, how do you, how are you paying for dinner tonight?
1: Sure. So I got into Bitcoin in 2012 when it was around 10 bucks. Okay. So I made a sizable investment back then. I then had my first exit about three months after getting into the space. Uh, I did that to, to do more community building
0: initiatives. What do you mean exit? Uh, you sold that $10 steak? No, I sold. I started a company, sold it
1: three months later in all Bitcoin. Oh. And that, that's when Bitcoin took off. I used that plus my initial uh, investment to fund Ethereum. So I bootstrapped Ethereum uh, before we did the crowd sale, where we've raised $18 million at the time, became the largest crowdfunded project of all time. So I bootstrapped that project. I then left the project in early 2015 to focus back on the wallet space. So I'm in the wallet space. I realized very early on that the wallet is pretty much the browser for the technology. Mm-hmm. So you imagine a world with the internet without a browser. That's what really opened up the doors to the masses to be able to understand what the internet was. It's this visual experience that displays information and people got that aha moment for the internet. The wallet is really the, the contains the flow of value movement. And I realized that that is the space that I wanted to be in. So what we develop is multi-chain, multi-platform, digital wallets that enable you to manage, send and receive any digital asset. Okay? And whether that, it's realize, a
0: Bitcoin or an
1: Ethereum, Ethereum coin or Bitcoin, Dogecoin, whatever digital asset we carry about 15 right now, okay. but not just that, we have a 12 word key that enables you to derive the keys for any blockchain that exists now or will ever exist. So when you start a Jack's wallet, on your local machine, you're creating a key that only you have and that you're in full control of that key gives you the keys to any blockchain uh, system that will ever come out, including identity systems, messaging systems, and you're in full control of that. Think about this for a second. We are a wallet that doesn't hold on to people's money. We are a non-custodial wallet where you're in full control of the keys, the blockchain houses the digital asset for you, and we're an experience that allows the whole things to connect while not being regulated because we don't hold on to people's money. And that's a very powerful thing because I don't want to hold on to people's money. How does Jack's make money? Need- we make money through integration partners. So, for example, Shapeshift is a partner of ours. Shapeshift enables you to, in-app, in-jax, convert between different currencies, between Litecoin, between ship, sh- between Ether. You send one in, and you get another one right inside your wallet. We did $60 million last month in Shapeshift transactions. Is that actually
0: U.S.? Like, you're equating that to the current value of these coins, or that was actually like, like U.S. dollar, $60 million?
1: U.S. dollars worth $60 million of flow went through our wallets of people converting between different tokens uh, just last month. So we're doing ex- we're, we're huge. At what huge. token value? Signed, like the, signed, current,
0: the current token value?
1: We got paid out in Bitcoin from ShapeShift. So if you tap the end of the day, our payout from ShapeShift totaled 0.25% uh, of $60 million. So we made 0.25% of, of all of the value that's flowing through. We split that commission with, with ShapeShift. So that's one integration partner. We just signed 70 new partnerships, including (laughs) some of the largest in the space, like BitPay, Coinbase, BitGo, Purse.io. We are becoming that browser, that hub, where integrations want to be part of our system because we provide them the connections to the blockchains with a 12-word key connector. We are the new browser.
0: And and when you raised capital for this, you didn't really do the typical VC thing. You just ate your own dog food and raised raised coin, basically.
1: No, I don't. I, I'm self-funded. I've never taken any outside investment. So you, just, uh, you, just, so you
0: just took your your first exit, you, you took a million bucks out of your bank and said, okay, I'm going to use it to fund the development of this new thing, the no, platform.
1: No, the investment early on in Bitcoin plus the the founder of Ethereum and the rise of Ethereum's price has enabled me to continue advancing, and uh, you know my my core philosophy is I don't like holding people's money. So even for me to take VC money is a very large stretch for me because it puts me responsible to them, and I like being responsible for myself. How are you paying developers
0: like, though, who are building jacks Well,
1: my I, my money. I mean, we're profitable right now. We make we made one hundred fifty thousand dollars last month from just through shapeshift transactions in, so in can, coin in value
0: though. Okay, so, but are you so you're oh, paying yeah. your developers in Bitcoin?
1: No, you get Bitcoin, and then you can convert it out to dollars, and you can pay them in that. So, okay, how
0: does that happen?
1: Uh, so there's exchanges basically all over the world that enable you to uh, buy and sell cryptocurrencies, and then you get wire transfers to your bank account directly from the exchanges. Oh, interesting. So that, that's one way. There's also Bitcoin ATMs. I own a Bitcoin ATM in Toronto. Uh, we do a few million dollars in volume a year. Is it, is it physical? And it's physical, and you can buy and sell. So you can you can send it Bitcoin. It gives you cash. You can you can put cash in it, and it gives you Bitcoin. So that's another way that, that, that the exchange happens and people can buy it pretty easily. So uh, our goal with Jax is to become the, the default interface that the masses can use to understand the power of blockchain, just like the browser opened the door for information movement for the internet. Amazing. So that's our mission,
0: yeah. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you wanna get access to the database I've created with year over year growth rates, customer counts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing though, this that database, I keep it to myself, it's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have true advantage i'm only letting 10 companies on each month so we're full this month but you can go to gitlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month and look there's big people on the waiting list i mean the biggest vcs you've ever heard of you've probably heard of them they're big private equity billions and billions under management so it's an impressive waiting list go get on now at gitlatka.com Guys, big news, last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, Good stuff, Anthony. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Oh, geez. Seven, I guess the uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective
0: People. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? No, there really isn't. Number three, is there a favorite, besides Jax, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator?
1: Uh, online tool, LastPass.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Oh, uh, six. Okay uh and 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 uh, last question here, give me your situation married single you have kids uh common law 16 years that's all any kids yes one awesome and like so the the follow up question there is take us back to your 20 year old self what do you wish he knew
1: uh i wish i hadn't wasted time in university um i wish that uh you know i just wasn't mature then and i think it takes time everybody matures differently so i hit that maturity peak uh after that and learned a lot about sound money learned a lot about real economics and that led me to this new technology where combining those two things together is a very powerful thing and we're just so passionate about what i'm in i love working i love the people i work with and we're going to do some cool stuff that's going
0: to change the world and anthony how old are you i'm 42 i'm adding one last question uh, how sure. many how many years until the uh, the value of bitcoin uh, uh, passes that of the total value of the old uh, kind of toronto stock exchange that you are you're affiliated with
1: I don't know. Predictions are not another thing that I like to do. Come on. I, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. A this decade, two thing. decades. Uh, I'm hoping less than a decade. Uh,
0: There you guys have it from Anthony. Uh, Look, I'll call him one of the godfathers of cryptocurrency. He's probably humble. He won't take that title, but seems very active. Sold his company really in Bitcoin. Used that investment to then launch Jax. He's also behind the Ethereum project. Again, gave us a great education on kind of how this whole ecosystem is working. Really a new, interesting, no middleman way to exchange value. Very, very interesting. Anthony, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much for having me on. If you enjoyed Anthony today, go back and listen to Emily yesterday. She launched a $20 million cannabis VC firm after her parents passed away. So what's the connection?